0: dimensions that fire works inside of us. It's very powerful. I'll share it anyways. There are two baptisms here which speaks about um, the water and the fire. And I'm not going to speak about the baptism of water because it's another treasure, another dimension of God's truth. I'm going to be sharing about the baptism of fire. So let's read it. Make a joyful shout to God all the earth. Sing out the honour of his name, make his praise glorious. So he's talking about honour and glorifying him now. Say to God, how awesome are your works. So here he's talking about his works now. Just want you to understand how he begins his teaching and where he takes you to, so you can understand. Say to God, how awesome are your works. Through the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit themselves to you. All the earth shall worship you and sing praises to you. They shall sing praises to your name, Selah. Come and see the works of God. You see this area? He's focusing on the works of God. Where is it today? Where does God work through today? Today? his children, for his sons. Come and see the works of God. He is awesome in his doing towards the sons of men. He turned the sea into dry land. they went through the river on foot. They will rejoice in him. He rules by his power forever. His eyes observe the nations. Do not let the rebellious exalt themselves, Salah. Oh, o bless our God, you peoples, and make the voice of His praise to be heard. Who keeps our soul among the living and does not allow our feet to be moved. For you, O oh God, have tested us, you have refined us as silver is refined. Now he's talking about testing. What did I speak about uh, last week? About are you passing the test. Now this is a different level, a different dimension of teaching through the Word of God. For you, O God, have tested us. You have refined us as silver is refined. You brought us into the net. You laid affliction on our backs. You have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through the fire and through water. Now this is the two baptisms that I'm going to be speaking about. It's a spiritual uh, picture of what we go through in the New Testament. We went through the fire and through the water, but you brought us out into a rich fulfillment. Now what's the purpose of God taking you through the baptism of water, which is many meanings, and the baptism of fire, to bring you into a rich fulfillment? for his works and for his power and for you to glorify him there's no other way unfortunately it's the only way that God works through our flesh (coughs) Uh, I will go into your house with burnt offerings I will pay you my vows now I don't want to read anymore I think that's the only thing that I was trying to get to now this is interesting because the Holy Spirit spoke to me about the burning bush and what does the burning bush mean to us it's very powerful one would ask why did God come through a burning bush with fire and why did he tell Moses to take off his shoes or his sandals you begin to ask yourself that question I'm going to share with you what the Holy Spirit said to me can we bring up that scripture Exodus 3 verse 1 to 5 (coughs) The Holy Spirit showed me that this scripture here is the greatest definition of God's fire and what does it actually mean for believers today. Who wants to have a guess at it? This is the beginning of God's fire and it's the answer is in that scripture of what does fire of God actually mean. Does anyone want to have a guess? Can't hear you, sorry. Fighting, Fi- f- fighting, fighting? Refining. refining, yeah. Anyone yeah. else? What does God's fire symbolize? You reckon? I can't hear you, sorry. Holy Spirit, yeah. yeah. you are calling. Good. Getting closer. Repentance. Cleansing. Okay, good. Okay, so I'll read the scripture. I'll show you what the Holy Spirit showed me. It will not consume you. It will not destroy you. Though you feel like your life's getting uh, flipped upside down regarding your flesh or regarding your, the things that God has to identify inside of you, it will not destroy you. God loves you too much to keep you the way you are. And really, he, he can't use those types of people that haven't dealt with the flesh. Now, Christianity today, I really believe, have taken a massive shortcut. And that's why they're not seeing uh, God moving in their life. The word of God stands, that every man be a liar, but God's word be true. And everything that God has said, there's no shortcuts. And so many people, uh, how can I say it, they're unaware of what they have to do when they come to Christ someone says, just believe in Christ the Christian world today is very shallow but I'll show you here what the Holy Spirit said to me yesterday <coughs> and next one please then Moses said I will now turn aside and see the great side why the bush does not burn so when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look God called him God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Now in this scripture here, I want to share what the Holy Spirit shared with me. (coughs) God's presence. Here he's talking about God's presence. He's speaking about here also that If you want to be a participant, because in the same scripture, the greatest meaning of fire, you know what it is? God commissioning you. He was commissioned here by God. Moses to go and to get his people back from what we know now to be Satan. Pharaoh is symbolic of a Satan. And here, God showed me that the greatest meaning of God's fire is to actually commission you so you can actually be used by God. But it's interesting, he said, to take your sandals off because his mind cannot be of this earth. His mind has to be in heavenly places. You understand this? So when he said, heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool, he's saying, you take off your sandals because as long as you have the system of this world, I can't use you. You understand that? Very interesting why he said, take your sandals off. Because the mind is symbolic of your walk, really, in in many ways. Your walk is your mind. Wherever your mind tells you to go, you walk, right? And he said, take off your sandals. You're on holy ground. So the, the the beginning of the fire, or the greatest definition of the fire, is for God to actually commission you. Just think about that. The baptisms of fire, there's probably four levels of baptisms of fire that we go through. It's to actually commission you, so you can be used by God. And that's interesting because not many people know about the baptisms of fire. They think God just uses someone from the start, and we all would love to believe that, but it's not true. It's not true. We have to undergo baptism. Jesus underwent that too. So here, the beginning and the meaning of a fire, a flame, or a burning bush, is what God put you on earth to do, to commission you, you know that? The first encounter with fire was for your true identity, why He put you on earth. Now, how many people here, they're still in control of their life, and they're haven't taken their sandals off where they sit in heavenly places. God wants your mind to be of the, earth, of the heaven, not the earth. It's very important you understand this. The first encounter of fire is the definition. God commissions you for the gospel. That's why you were put here on earth, you know that? But unfortunately not many people want to go through the baptism of fire. Not many people want to allow the Holy Spirit to refine them. It's true. You were put here from Jesus to be commissioned by Him. Now imagine the Holy Spirit rocks up here. The Acts of the Apostle says, you go to China, you go to Japan, you'd run away from this church, right? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. There's a a level for every person's growth. There's a maturity for every person's level of faith. And this is something that we have to understand. The Holy Spirit is not going to trust you with things unless you're dead. Because God asked Abraham to sacrifice his son, where the fire consumed. The fire wanted to consume his son in a way that God wanted to give, or Abraham wanted to give the best. And he was willing to do that because he believed God can raise his son from the dead. So I just want to share with you, the greatest meaning of the baptism of fire is for you to be commissioned by God. Now, let's sit down and think about some ideas how to serve God. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't happen like that. the Holy Spirit speaks. Because there are people here, many people here, they are slowly, slowly cultivating the soil so they can be used by the Holy Spirit. And it's true. But there's a baptism fire that we have to undergo. Let's go to Isaiah 43 two, please. So isn't it interesting that for God to commission you, your sandals have to be off. Meaning you haven't lodged in this world. You haven't learned to walk for this world. And the word of God hasn't changed. It hasn't changed, but every person here must know that God has commissioned you for His name's sake. The Bible says He's prepared those works before, the foundation of the universe, so you can walk in them. Not many people walk in them because they haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to actually transform and renew their true identity on earth. And it's the truth. Now, like I said in the beginning of my journey, I needed love. I needed comfort, I needed healing, there's wisdom in all every level. But you must know the ultimate reason why God put you on earth is to commission you on earth. Right? Don't waste your life for yourself. Is there an echo? (coughs) Don't waste your life for yourself. The greatest joy is being in the center of His will, and it's true. So let's go, let's go to Isaiah 43, 2. <clears throat> it says, When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you, baptism. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. So this is a story here. Baptism is symbolic of death. Fire is symbolic of purging, or the refining fire of God. Now it's very important that you understand that You can trust Him, for Him to do the work inside of you. He promises us that He will not consume us, or destroy us, or make us decay. It's actually true. He will, but you must know, every person here, you are commissioned by God. Not man, you're commissioned by God. And if you struggle to understand this, you'll struggle to allow yourself to go through the process to become that person that's available for the Lord. So let's go here. <coughs> we go to Luke 3.16, quickly. I just want to share the different baptisms of fire. It says, John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but the one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. Isn't it interesting that he mentions the sandal again? <laughs> uh. I don't want to go there. Whose <laughs> sandal strap I am not worthy to lose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Isn't it interesting that the sandal is mentioned again? You see the connection? Anyone? Okay. Now that's just the beginning. But everyone, I really believe the greatest clarity you can have is to know what you have to undergo to become available for the Lord. You know that? I really believe the greatest clarity you can have in your heart is to know what you must go through so you can prepare yourself for the greatest calling of your life on earth. You know that? I really believe uh, there will be so much regret in the, in, the, in the last days because people spent it on themselves. And I speak to you truth, however you filter it, it's up to you. But this is where I've come and this is the place that I've worked for. And it's all by His grace, but it's all by my free will also. And I'll just share something with you. You don't know the plans God has for you. They are too great, but your flesh stands in the way. I've seen so many people in the past that have so many ideas of how they can serve God and what can do for God. The best thing is to be commissioned by Him Himself. God commissioned Moses, and it's a type of, when we come on earth, we come to destroy the works of the devil, and it's very important that you understand, we see fire there, the final result of fire, God commissioning you, but no one knows the things that they have to go through to become that person. Let's go to Luke chapter 12, verse 49 to 53. <clears throat> now, the first baptism of fire that we go through is to separate believers from unbelievers. And isn't it interesting that I like to share this with you? The first baptism of fire is to separate believers from unbelievers. How does that actually happen? One is one is uh, how can I say it? One is one begins to question his walk because of your walk. That's how it was meant to actually happen. Now a lot of people in this world, mostly Christians, other people of the world that haven't been saved yet, look at their life and they don't come to Christ because there's no conviction in their hearts. Now the first fire that we go through is to separate believers from unbelievers. And it's interesting that if your walk really echoed the life of Christ, other people around you will be convicted that they are on the wrong path. Right, but how do actually the world sees you the, way, the, the reason why the world is not getting saved because they're not seeing your journey change and it's not to show people or it's not to uh, it's your walk naturally it convicts them so the first fire from God it says here I've come to cast fire judgment on the earth and how I wish that it were already kindled. I have a baptism of great suffering. What baptism is he talking about here? His death. The baptism of his blood. (coughs) I have a baptism of great suffering with which to be baptized, and how greatly I am distressed until it is accomplished. Do you suppose that I came to grant peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division between believers and unbelievers. For from now now on, five in one household will be divided over me, three against two, and two against three. They will be divided father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, and mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. So it goes to show you the first fire is a separation between believers and unbelievers. That's the first one where you begin to detach from the way that the world thinks. (coughs) So there is mentioned there, that's the first baptism of fire where God is separating believers from unbelievers. I really believe there are many people around us are not turning to Christ because there's no conviction from your own walk. Second baptism. We go to 1 Peter, chapter 1, verse 1 to 9. Please. This is the second baptism of fire. This is to purge your flesh. The most challenging one. (laughs) The second baptism of fire is to purge your flesh and to be sanctified for Christ. But I want to do it my way, Lord. I don't want it to be like this. (coughs) The greatest advice I can tell you is that when I started to humble myself before the Lord, I didn't have uh, no idea anymore of how God's going to do things. I submitted to his perfect plan. No compromise. Not a way of thinking how he's going to do things. I just submitted to him and I seeked him. And every way he spoke clearly to me of how to be the person he wants me to be. Now, I'm big, I'm very big on communication with the Holy Spirit. So many people in this church struggle to hear the Holy Spirit. Listen, like so many people, I get words for people every day that the greatest blessing is to hear the Holy Spirit for myself. Because it's clear now of where I'm going and what I need to do for Him. Very important, you know this, communication with the Holy Spirit is crucial. And let me tell you something, your flesh, not to be underestimated. Satan is not to be underestimated. Very important you notice. The flesh in the beginning, it's weak. It's uh, vulnerable. And we like to hide our own ideas behind the gospel. God won't allow that. He loves you too much to keep you the way you are. And let me tell you something, the greatest thing that I boast in today is God's fire. Because from doing something for Christ to becoming like Christ. There's a difference. For doing something for Christ in the beginning to becoming like Christ. That's the true meaning of fire. That His face shines on you and you become like your Creator. There's so much I can say to convince you but to tell you that it is a challenging path, but it's the truth. So let's go here. Peter, an apostle, special messenger, personally chosen, representative of Jesus Christ, to those elect, both Jewish and Gentile believers, who live as exiles, scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia Minor, Bithynia, who are chosen... According to the foreknowledge of God, what's that mean? Before the foundation of the universe, we have been chosen. Now, does that mean that everyone will fulfill their purpose? No, it does not. If you humble yourself and you, you stay focused uh, to the end, he, he will promise you everything that he's put on earth for you. But look here. According to the foreknowledge of God the Father, by the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and to be sprinkled with his blood. May grace and peace, that special sense of spiritual well-being be yours in increasing abundance as you walk closely with God. Now the first step, what is it? Being separated from the world. Being separated from unbelievers. Does that mean you hate them? No. But you don't do what they do, and you don't walk with them either, because you will learn their traits. The Bible says, bad company, especially in the beginning. You know, he's my friend from all my life, and I'm safe, and believe me, your old nature is very vulnerable in the beginning. And you're just trying to detach and disconnect from the world, and your friend is telling you, we've known each other all our life. You inherit his mind, you inherit his way of thinking, his way of living. Blessed, gratefully praised and adored be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundance and boundless mercy has caused us to be born again, that is, to be reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed and set apart for his purpose to an ever-living hope and confidence Assurance, You're making me dizzy now. Ever living hope and confident assurance through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Born anew into an inheritance which is imperishable beyond the reach of change. And undefiled and unfading reserved in heaven for you. Who have been protected and shielded by the power of God through your faith for salvation that is ready to be revealed for you. In the last time. In this you rejoice greatly, even though for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials, so that the genuine of your faith, which is much more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested and purified by fire, may may result to result in your praise, glory, and honour at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So why does God allow the second baptism for you to go through? So you can be genuine. Genuine to Jesus himself. And it's the only way that we understand this. Why we go through the fire is so that everything we do is genuinely for Christ himself. He says here, It may result in your praise, glory and honour at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now... You believe and trust in Him, and you greatly rejoice and delight with inexpressible and glorious joy, receiving as the result, the outcome, the consummation of your faith, the salvation. The salvation of your souls. Now isn't it interesting that fire, the end result of fire, is also for salvation. Because He's purged you and refined you and done the good work in you. And it's very interesting how we understand this, and you look at you look at the scripture from the Old Testament to the New Testament, number one, being separated from unbelievers to believers, from believers to unbelievers, and then here, allowing your flesh to be purged so you can be genuine. Now let's go to number three. Number three. We go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10 to 21. The third baptism of fire, God would test the quality and character and worth of each person's work by the testing of fire. Now it's interesting here, this one. (coughs) It says, according to the remarkable grace of God, which was given to me to prepare for me, to prepare for me, To prepare me for my task like a skillful master. Have you ever thought, what's my task on earth? Because here he's showing now the third level of baptism. He's doing what now? Purging the flesh. What is he doing now? Preparing your task as a skillful master. You must understand. Can I ask you something, everyone here? Why, Why do you come here? Is it just to praise Jesus or to be equipped to know what God has put you on earth for? i tell you the truth. What draws you here? I have words to lift me up for the week, or I got healing, or I'm curious to know what he's gonna say. What brings you here? That very reason, to know that you've been commissioned from God on earth. Every person has a plan and a purpose, but if you fail to understand that, You just become a person who sings praises Wednesday and Sunday and stays the way you are. Now you have a responsibility from the Lord, every person here. And that's the truth. Whether you like it or not, God called you to be commissioned by Him. Whether you don't want to let go of your old life or whether you're willing to let go of your old life, that's up to you. But you must know that the baptisms of fire, there's levels. And there's ranks of how you reach your walk with God. It's very important you know this. Don't waste your life. I can't tell you. Does the voice come and yeah, go here and go here? It doesn't come unless you're prepared and ready. So if that, if that speaks, God's voice doesn't come unless I'm prepared and ready. I have a lot to focus on. The area of my heart, the area of my walk, the area of who I am, so I can prepare myself. And I always tell people, <coughs> someone asked me, I see results monthly, weekly, my personal life, my behavior, my character, whatever it is. I always tell people, so many people rejoice when they get a blessing, or so many people rejoice when they see the fruit coming to tuition, where it comes to a reality. I don't glory in that anymore. I glory in the change that brought the blessing. I think, what did I do for God to move in that area of my life? I don't glory in the blessing. I don't rejoice in the blessing. I always look, what in me changed for God to move in that area of my life? You know what that tells you? Wisdom. It tells you wisdom that the change of heart God is more interested with rather than a blessing. It's very important you know this because the change of heart is what brings the blessing. You must know this. The change of heart, whether you've identified greed or lovers of yourself, it's the change of heart that brought the blessing. It's very important that you know this. A lot of people pray for blessings or pray for results, I don't, I don't do that anymore. I look what in me changed to bring the blessing to tuition. And that's how I learned my character, I learned my heart. Are we understanding? Because greed and selfishness are two enemies of God withholding so many things from you. Now look what it says here. Uh, According to the remarkable grace of God which was given to me, I already read that, right? But if anyone, uh, where are we? Like a skillful master, a builder, I laid a foundation and now another is building on it but each one must be careful how he builds on it. For no one can lay a foundation other than the one which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. But if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay and straw, each one's work will be clearly shown for what what it is. For the day of judgment will disclose it because it is to be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality and character and worth of each person's work. Now isn't it interesting now? The second baptism, we know the first baptism being separated from believers to unbelievers. The second one is purging your flesh. Now the Holy Spirit's looking at your character. Why are you doing what you're doing? The works that you do every day to represent Christ, what's the motive behind it? Isn't it interesting now that he's focusing on character? He's fo- focusing on each person's work. And it's interesting now. I'll read the scripture out, give you an indication of where I'm trying to go with this here. Go to Philippians. <coughs> Philippians 1 15 to 18. Now i got a surprise for you today as well. I'm gonna show you how fire comes from God. It's inscripted in the Old Testament. Does anyone know how fire comes? I'll show you, Uh, not that one, the Philippians. (coughs) Here, Paul is talking about people that are not genuinely doing it for the sake of Christ. It says some, it is true, are actually preaching Christ out of envy and rivalry. Isn't that interesting right there? <clears throat> the majority of Christians today are doing this. And it's been there since the beginning of the Gospel. Isn't it interesting here how he sees rivalry? How does he see rivalry? <laughs> Can you highlight that? Competitive spirit and misguided ambitions? highlight that one on the top please look at this here isn't it interesting how the baptism of fire comes to your flesh comes to your character people can preach the gospel to draw people to themselves isn't it interesting here how he's saying here a competitive spirit the greatest enemy in the church today is that spirit It's true. You agree? The greatest enemy in the church, Paul was telling you that. It is the enemy. Competitive rivalry. I want to do something better. Uh, listen, unless you go through the fire, you will not be refined to be a vessel that's genuine with God. Rivalry and um, competitive spirit. The greatest danger. I'm just protecting you also so that when you are moving towards those baptisms, you're keeping a watch on your heart. You know that? You know in all the teaching that God gives me? He does. He gives them to me. It's to protect you. To go before your time and to allow Him to work in the right way. Now, isn't it interesting here? He says <coughs> <coughs> someone preached Christ out of envy. I can't tell you how many people opened up Bible studies and opened up houses to try to Take people away from me and try to do something better than me, and my heart was never in that place. People try to, out of rivalry and jealousy, try to do something out of that spirit and destroy them. They're no longer walking today, hundreds of them. You know why? Because I invested in the greatest thing, the fire of God. You know that? I invested in the greatest thing letting God purge me, and it's true, and I really believe those two are the common denominators of the character, of the fire that deals with that character, competitive rivalry, jealousy. So many people are like, God's using, let's do something for Christ. That's why I tell people, let God promote you, do never promote yourself. Let God take you through the process slowly and easy. But you must know this is is what's in store for you for the sake of Christ. How you deal with it, it's up to you. Now, everything that I've done, I want to share something with you. I've been doing kids ministry for nine weeks now. Yeah? So, I share how God speaks to me. So, I walk into my Bible studies on a Sunday... And I come to go into this door and then I see a light telling me to go up the stairs in my dream. God speaks to me through dreams since I started my journey, very clear. So I see a light going up the stairs, the Holy Spirit told me, go up the stairs. And I said, "But there's no one there. So I walk up the stairs and I get to the door and the Holy Spirit opens the door. And all the children are sitting on the seats, ready for me to teach them. And the Holy Spirit said, teach my children. And that's how I started. I've done nothing out of my flesh. And this is to protect you also, so you can understand God doesn't take shortcuts. He wants to establish you in the right foundation and a healthy soil. So the Holy Spirit said, feed my children. And to be honest, like not that I didn't have an interest in teaching children, whatever God tells me, I will do. And what's happening up there, I can't tell you. The kids weeping, Holy Spirit fell, kids weeping, kids hugging me. Seven, eight kids after one session came and hugged me, and they said to me, you don't know what you've done for me. And they're 10 years old, 11 years old. And I cried. I cried because... God sent me to them to wash them and to cleanse them and to protect them. And the greatest conviction every parent can take, you must do your job. You must do your job. You must do your job to protect them, invest your time with God with them, pray with them, have communion with them, and bring them up truly in the way of the Lord because you'll lose them to this world. I tell you the truth. They hugged me on my thing, I cried, because at, a, at such a young age they were getting washed and you would think, how can they even think like that? Is there an echo? Yes. Yeah, there is an echo. And I'm talking the lowest too. <coughs> so look at this here, I just want to teach you. The baptism of fire purge your flesh. And can I say this humbly? The level of the church here is in, still in this area. Now this is not to make you feel that God can't use you. The level of the church, we're still in the area of purging the flesh. And slowly coming into the character. Why are you actually doing what you're doing? You, s- you question yourself and challenge yourself. Why are you doing what you're doing? And God sees that true question. Why are you doing what you're doing? By you seeking His presence. That's how He knows that you're genuine when you go after His presence, not this place, my friends. Promotion doesn't come from a platform. It comes from His presence. Because everyone has a commission from God and it's true. And there are people here that have been walking for years, months and years. And I'm just preparing is what you have to go through. So look what it says here. <clears throat> Some, it is true, are actually preaching Christ out of envy and rivalry towards me for no better reason than a competitive spirit and a misguided ambition. It's still, it's still echoing. But others, out of goodwill and a loyal spirit towards me. Now here is the punchline. You know how many people have left this place. No loyalty. This shows that they're operating in that spirit. Now I'll say it how it is. I'm not afraid to hurt anyone. i tell you how it is. A person who is not loyal belongs to the enemy. Because wherever God puts you, The test is that you do life with him all the way because your heart can be checked, your heart can be secure, and he's able to talk to you in the area that you are. Isn't that interesting? A person who is walking in a competitive spirit and a misguided ambition is never loyal. Are you loyal? Are you a loyal person? Now, I'm not trying to make you loyal to me. I'm just trying to ask you, are you a loyal person? That when you do life and Christ has put you in a place, you're called to do life with them forever. Unless God sends you wherever he sends you. But we live five minutes from each other and now God's telling me to go to this church 10 minutes away. And God's telling me to go uh, 15 minutes away and people just operate in this spirit. And I just want to share with you here, the opposite of a loyal spirit is a competitive and a misguided ambition. So many people in the body of Christ have been teared apart because of those two. There's no loyalty. Loyalty is love. Loyalty is trust. That is loyalty. Loyalty is love. Loyalty is trust. Loyalty is protecting people. And I'll just share with you how the Holy Spirit promotes you. People don't get what they want from here. With all due respect, and they begin on their rants. Whichever way. But I'm just sharing with you. I know what you have to go through to become a person who is available for Christ. I know. I know what you have to undergo. And the greatest thing I can prepare you is for these things. So when they do come, you do not get enticed by them. <clears> he <throat> says, the latter preach Christ out of love. Because they know that I have been put here by God on purpose for the defense of the gospel. But the former preached Christ insincerely, out of selfish ambition, just, just for what? Now, I'm, I'm protecting you here. I'm not pointing any fingers at anyone. Please, I'm protecting you about the enemies of the cross. Regarding your character, now we can hide behind the gospel. We can hide behind the gospel for this reason here, self-promotion. Now, how many people here are doing things for Christ? You have to question what are your works truly for? Competitive spirit, misguided ambition, and self promotion. Now, this is regarding the character in the church, in the body of Christ. And people will think, why isn't God speaking with me? Lord, I have selfishness in my heart. Lord, that's been me, Lord. I've done things to make people believe that God hears from me, that I hear from God, sorry. I've identified the things that brought his voice, that brought the change. I confessed them, I was true to him. I was able to speak and see my heart. But look at the enemies. Competitive spirit, misguided ambition, self-promotion, rivalry, envy, and people wonder, why isn't God promoting me? Now, h- how many people here, they want to be used by God? Many, right? Many. I'll just show you the enemy that is entangling so many Christians from being promoted by God himself. And the greatest way you can learn this is wait on God to speak with you. It's the greatest way you can allow God to actually give him the glory in your life by waiting for him to speak to you while you work in these areas. (coughs) Thinking that they are causing me distress in my imprisonment. What look look how he responds. What a humble response. Look at poor how he responds. It says, what then does it matter? So long as in every way, whether the pretense for self-promotion or in all honesty to spread the truth, Christ is being preached and in this I rejoice. What a humble, what a humble man. What a humble man. He said, yes, there are people out there preaching for self-promotion. He goes, thank God his name is still getting preached. He goes, I rejoice in that. But do you want to be participants of that? Now that's the third baptism of fire. And this is regarding testing your works to see if they're actually genuine. Now <coughs> I'm not gonna read it. Fire fire also symbolizes God's judgment. That reference is Second Thessalonians chapter one, verse one to fifteen. Oh, actually, I'll read it. I'll actually read it. Now it deals with two people here. Can we go? Could we go down, please? You can read it in your own time. I just want to show you here. Slowly, (coughs) I'll actually read it from there. It says, "We all." Always and indeed are morally obligated as those in debt to give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, as is fitting because your faith is growing ever greater and the unselfish love of each one of you towards one another is continually increasing. Therefore, we speak of you with pride among the churches of God for your steadfastness. Now, look here, Paul is taking pride in that church. If you want to learn the attributes of how to cooperate, with the, with the baptism of fire or the fire of God, read. He's showing you here. He's taking pride in the church. He doesn't really take pride in church, Paul, maybe two or three times. The rest of him is, I've come once, I've come twice, I've come three times. <laughs> here he's taking pride in the church. This is the scriptures I was intrigued to read because I wanted to know how God takes pride in his church with those types of uh, character and heart desire in his heart. <clears> he <throat> says, Therefore, we speak of you with pride among the churches of God for your steadfastness, your unflinching endurance and patience, and your firm faith in the midst of all persecution and crushing distress which you endure. This, uh, this is a positive proof. Can we go down, please? this is the positive proof of the righteous judgment of god a sign of his fair verdict so that you'll be considered worthy of his kingdom for which indeed you are suffering for after all it is only just for after all it is only just for god to repay with distress those who distress you and to give relief to you who are distressed and to us as well, when the Lord Jesus Christ is revealed from heaven with His mighty angels in a flame of fire, dealing out full and complete vengeance to those who do not seek to know God. So this is the first um, the first people, these ones are do not know God, OK? Dealing out with full vengeance and complete vengeance to those who do not seek to know God, number one. Number two this is the dangerous one for the church. Number two, vengeance to those who do not seek, uh, so that's one. Those who ignore and refuse to obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. So this is a question, you must question yourself, are you that person that's not obeying the gospel of our Lord Jesus? And, and what does that mean, to reject His will on earth? Because you've been commissioned by God. How you reject Jesus, it's clear, the Bible says, the one who does not gather with me, scatters. That word, so, Scorpizo, he's being pierced by the world. Are you awake, someone? The scorpion? Remember, I give you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions by naming shall they harm you. System of the world. So look at this here. He deals with two people here: those who do not seek God, those who do not not seek to know God, and those who ignore and refuse to obey the gospel of our Lord by choosing not to respond to Him. These people will pay the penalty and endure the punishment of everlasting destruction. I'm reading the Bible here, someone. These people will pay the penalty and endure the punishment of everlasting destruction, banished from the presence of the Lord. It gives you an idea now. Those who are disobeying the gospel have rejected to seek his presence. Of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he comes to be glorified. Any saints on that day that is glorified through. Okay, glorified through the changed lives of those who have accepted him as Savior. Glorified through what, sorry? The changed lives of those who have accepted him as Savior and have been set apart for his And to be marvelled at among all who have believed, because our testimony to, to you was believed and trusted and confirmed in your lives, with this in view we constantly pray for you that our God will count you worthy of your calling to faith and with his powerful with his power fulfil every desire for goodness and complete your every work of faith so that the name of the Lord Jesus will be glorified in you by what you do and you in him according to the precious grace of our God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Now you see that, this is the final baptism. First one, separated from unbelievers to believers. Sorry, separated from unbelievers to believers. Then, purging of your flesh. Then, what, sorry? What's the third one? Testing your character. Testing the genuineness of your character. Rivalry, jealousy, envy, all about your character. Number four, your works. That all your works may be complete. Now you're probably asking yourself, how does one get through that phase and continue with Christ? Would anyone like to know? What did the Holy Spirit do for us to actually get to that place? I like to read it for you. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, we'll go to Le- before I, before I give you that one. We'll go to Leviticus eight thirteen. I'm done. For those of you who are watching, said Arjun on the phone. You're in trouble, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <I'm done. coughs> now this is here this was a command in the Old Testament that God does not want your fire to go out Okay, so this is a commandment from God that he doesn't want your fire to stop burning what does that speak of God's presence in our life he doesn't want it to stop burning what does the Bible say that iniquity increase because the love of many have grown what Cold. So, what's the opposite of fire? Being cold. So, if you're if you're if you're destitute of God's presence, you'll go cold, and your your flesh you will feed. Right? You'll feed it. So, here He gave us a command. He doesn't want our fire to go out because if the fire does go out, iniquity is knocking on your door. So, all the people that don't invest in the greatest investment, God's presence. Naturally, you'll serve iniquity. You'll serve your flesh. Now, look what it says here. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the law of the burnt offering. The burnt offering shall be on the hearth, the hearth upon the altar, all night until morning. Which altar is it now? Who is the sacrifice now? Us. We are the body, we are the temple of. <clears throat> so command Aaron and his son saying this is the law of the burnt offering. The burnt offering shall be in the hearth upon the altar all night until morning. And the fire of the altar shall be kept burning on it. Now isn't, isn't that interesting? How did Jesus pray? All night he went to be with his father. Uh, And the priest shall put on his linen garment and his linen trousers, he shall put on his body and take up the ashes of the burnt offering which the fire has consumed on the altar and he shall put them beside the altar. Then he shall take off his garments, put on other garments and carry the ashes outside the camp to a clean place. Now I don't want to go too much in this, I just want to show you that. And the fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it, it shall not be put out And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order on it and he shall burn it on the fat of the peace offerings. So here, a fire shall always be burning on the altar, it shall never go out. Now you see here, God does not want your fire to go out because if your fire goes out, iniquity is knocking on your door and all it takes is days, believe me. So, this is the punchline. This is the punchline. The Holy Spirit showed me this months ago. I mean, biting my tongue to share it, but I'll share it with you today. So, how does God give you fire to take you f- to take you from baptism to baptism? And how can you cooperate with Him? He's talking about dead wood or ashes. You know where ashes was formed? Anyone from the Old Testament? Sackcloth and ashes, what were they doing? Fasting. So that's one little treasure. Now I'll speak about the next treasure. It's here. Are you ready? Are you ready? If there's one investment that every believer can receive, it's this here. We go to Psalms 39 verse 3. This is the fire, my friends. Okay, are you ready? Read it together. My heart was hot within me while I was musing. The fire burned, then I spoke with my tongue. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? He's showing you that fire comes when you pray in tongues. Inscripted in the Old Testament. Now, the Holy Spirit showed me this months ago. I beat my tongue. I wanted to share it. But you know what I know now? To invest. To invest all my time in fasting and praying in tongues. But look what it says here. My heart was hot within me while I was musing. The fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue. If everyone knew, If everyone knew what it actually does, it's actually so true. My greatest investment was these two principles. My greatest investment from God was these two principles. Now, how many people invest in tongues? Ah, 15 minutes, 20 minutes a day. It's not enough. When I knew what tongues was designed, I'm going to preach next week about When you pray in tongues, what does God do? I've saved it for next week. (coughs) What the Holy Spirit does when you pray in tongues. And what he forms inside of you. So I'll share with you here. Thank the Holy Spirit for showing us this. Because now you know how God takes you from baptism to baptism. burns and continuously takes you forward. Okay? Now, it's very important, I invested so much in praying in tongues, but I also invested in hearing also. Because so many people, I've got to pray in tongues, I've got to pray in tongues, but I had a time to hear what the Holy Spirit wants to minister to me, regarding my heart, my character, my life, whatever it is. But I just share this with you. If everyone knew, if everyone knew what tongues actually does, It takes you from glory to glory to glory and allows you to be what? A place where God lives in you. Now isn't it interesting how you see the connection from the burning bush all the way to here, all the way to all the scriptures. You see the connection and then you see John talking about sandals. So it's up to you. It's up to you. I feel sad for all the churches that have debated if the gift of tongues is for today. I feel sad because God never gave something to actually be of the enemy. Very sad. But this gift is for every person and it was designed to build the inner man and to strengthen you. Lord Jesus, I just want to change. Amen. Wake like up. still the same. <laughs> I invested in this work and little by little God removed the scales, scale upon scale, my emotions, my mind, my heart, my body, my lifestyle, everything. But I knew this is what I have to undergo. And this is the greatest investment I give to you today. To show you, number one, being separated. Number two, being purged. Number three, character. Number four, all your works are complete in Jesus. Think about it. Which dimension, or which realm are you operating in where the Holy Spirit's working and exposing those things? Think about it. Because at the end, the greatest judge other than the Holy Spirit and Jesus is yourself. Think about it. That God, God, wants, to, God wants to send you forth. He wants to send you forth for the sake of the Gospel but people are still in that, that realm, that dimension. They're tossed back and forth. So thank the Lord Jesus. This last scripture will change your life. If you invest in it, yeah, but I pray, I don't feel nothing. Good. Believe me, I didn't base my journey on faith, uh, on emotions or what I feel. You know, it's interesting that I told people many times, praying in tongues, my life's upside down. Yeah, my Holy Spirit started with the first place, the purging. Yeah, I'm jealous from you. You leave me out. No, my friend, God's working in your heart. But you see, but I, but I recognize that, not to attack or not to run from anyone, but I've recognized where the Holy Spirit needs to work. Sometimes I have to let go and let them discover what's inside but I just share with you the Holy Spirit it's interesting the realms and the dimensions that you have to go through to be used by God and just let that sit in your heart because you come here to find out God's purpose right? really the reason why you come to a church is to find out God's purpose really and to be part of it but you must know That God God wanted to send everyone out for his sake. So think about that. Let's pray. Let that scripture Let that scripture sit in your heart. Microphone's not working. Not working. The two, the two, the two realms that changed my life. But it's there. <laughs> I want fire from God. I've done the most uh, important thing, invest in the secret place. <clears throat> that's how fire comes and that's how God takes you from realm to realm to realm. Let me tell you something, that's who you are, you must accept it. <clears throat> Someone may say, what does I have to be like that? That's how God created you to be. You're His. You belong to Him. And unfortunately we have our old nature that has penetrated us so much before we come to Christ. And it's established so much of us that is contrary to doing the things of Christ. You must let Him work in you. Please understand this. You must let Him work in you yes at times it will be challenging at times it doesn't feel right but I'm telling you at the end you look back and you say well the greatest glory is in his fire and you can have joy through the discipline you can have peace through the discipline let no one rob you from that you can have complete peace every day whatever God is doing in you because you know it's for his purpose and you know his hand is on you right don't don't accept discipline in a d- way of a defeat or a bad attitude. Attitude is everything. Thank you, Lord, that you've exposed these things. I take responsibility for that. You don't have to approach it in a negative way. Thank him that he's showing you what you need to focus and deal with. So that tongues will change your life. It really will change your life because it's written by building yourself of the most holiest faith. It's praying the Holy Spirit. It's written. Do people believe it? It's up to you. So many people, they start for weeks, six, seven weeks, couple months. Oh, you know, I didn't really see changes. You can't take your eye off God's Word. If God says it, it's going to come. But isn't it interesting that with every baptism of fire, God deals with the purging of your flesh. God deals with your character. God deals with the genuineness of your faith. Isn't it so interesting how you have to be teachable from Him? You must be teachable. So let's pray. We thank you, Jesus. We give you all the glory. And we worship you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for clarity you have given us so we can fight the good fight of faith and so we can be participants where you commission us for the sake of the gospel I thank you Lord that you commissioned each one of us but there is a fire that we have to go through I pray for this fire to be established in them by the way that they pray and they seek you I thank you Lord that you are birthing your true church with the true way of the Holy Spirit and I thank you Lord I thank you Lord I pray Lord that we can fall in love with you every day we can overflow in your love and we can be drunk on your love I pray for this Lord for the fire and your love so we can be drunk on you Lord every day we re- delight and rejoice in you. I pray for every person here today, Lord, that they, they look at the true purpose of where God wants to take them, and by the Holy Spirit, He takes them. I pray that the Holy Spirit gives you clarity to know where you must go. Thank you, Jesus. I pray for every person here that they know that they are true ambassadors of Christ. But I pray for the process to become clear in them. Amen mm mm-hmm.